This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the Sarah and Vinny Secret Show, brought to you by Odyssey. This is the Sarah and Vinny Secret Show. Just a heads up, episodes sometimes include content not suitable for work and definitely not safe for kids. Now available on the Odyssey app. I secret, I think you want to know. A dirty little secret, about a secret little show. Sarah and Vinny Secret Show for Tuesday, March 15th. The Ides of March. Et tu, Brute? Look it up. Uh, it's 2022, everybody. And uh, we are now at the two-year mark of the pandemic. We're, we're coming out of it. People are just like, F it. Actually, they're more like, fuck it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we're just past the two. Like, it was that. It was last. It was the 13th or 14th of March that we the ended thir- up. It was a Friday the 13th was the last day there we you went go. in. And that was the first ride that i took with the bike gang oh isn't fun. that funny that was and they were like they were my bubble the whole the whole time we're so close now nice yeah i murder them every weekend with jackbox tv oh. <laughs> okay Vinny, tell oh. us your story oh okay so this is this is one of those uh relationship stories some I will relate these. to and some won't Okay. So I had told you earlier, I wasn't planning on telling you at all, except weirdly, you're all, what's that picture behind you? And I'm like, what the hell? Well, Why do you even notice was, crap? Because what it's is, so big. It's, it was it's, right there and it was, it was right. I could see the top of it. It looked like, it looks like a little family sleeping in a cloud. Well, was, whatever. I so that thought, was that? part of this cleaning job she did in the office where ha- like a ton of material that I had planned for this week was thrown away. Or put in the recycle bin as part of her cleaning job, everyone. And so you can't I, possibly need this. I couldn't. I just couldn't. I'm swear to you. I'm looking at that spot, going. I have so many stories for this week ready, and they're good they ones. Didn't. Right. And now I'm scrambling on a Monday morning trying to find some stuff to talk about because all my stuff disappeared. Right. So I'm mm-hmm. I'm actually pretty bummed. And I text her, and I'm like. Where am I? Str- and I don't wake her up because I. That was the question you asked, which I'm. I'm like, well, I, I'm mad, but I'm not. If you had woken her up, she, would you have been able to get out to the curb and rescue that stuff from the recycle bin? Probably not. I don't doubt there was a bunch of crap on top of it to the point yeah. where could I have found it in a, in the window that I had? Probably right. not. But either way, I didn't get the stuff, and I was salty all day, just all bummed. day yesterday. I yes. Got it. And I get a surf and it 
feels a little better, but I'm still pretty damn salty. And I come home and I'm just like, yeah. And by by dinner time, I'm still, you know, grousing and, and she's making dinner and she goes, Hey, get over here. And I go, no, (laughs) cause I'm a big baby. Yeah, Yeah. I like it. Okay. And she goes, the kid, one of the kids is outside and the other one's in the room. Let's go upstairs. And I go, oh, yeah. Okay, let's go. And I take off running and I go up the stairs. She bones me soundly. Mm. And I swear to you, it's the cure. Yeah. It It like fixed me. Entire, like I was over it. I'm not over it this morning because I got to my spot and realized I still don't have all those stories I put aside. But in that moment, gone, poof. See, this is two things. First of all, that's the right thing. When someone's in a bad mood, that is the cure. The second, the bad thing is that's a double-edged sword because then the guy knows how to get it. They have to be cunty, you know? No, the, that's not true. That isn't, isn't true. true. Don't, don't you don't I, talk, Gowdy. So, <laughs> oh my God! Jeez, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go. No, You've been dragging him go. onto the air, and now he talks, <laughs> and you don't want him to. All right. Nah, I just I'm giving, giving him shit. So it was a good one. But it, but it is true that I, and not that John does this, but I've actually thought to myself because sometimes if he's in a bad mood, and I can tell he's just, you know, I'm like. Let me blow you behind the shed. You know, whatever it is, right? Like, he clear, clearly that's the release valve that needs to get pushed. So, the problem I see is that sometimes guys are just dicks all the time because they think that's, you know, is if they act nice right afterward or something that the girl will put out all the time. And, and uh, I know that you wouldn't do that. But I do see that as a potential Well, what problem. I would say to, to your point is that's a possibility and i we've been together many years and there's no precedent for that being it should be like i actually want i i hope she's putting that together like oh when there's an issue i can really make a difference in his life very easily yeah it's not out of i'm not asking her to go beyond her god-given abilities they're right there (laughs) You know what I'm saying? It's not. And you had the opportunity too, because sometimes, right. you know, everybody's in a bad mood and the kids are underfoot and there's no getting away from that. Right. So it's definitely, um, yeah, I, I think it's a, it is a nice thing that a girl or a person can do for their partner. It doesn't have to be a girl. And a boy, I only obviously. wish it went both ways. Cause I would happily try to cure whatever woes yeah. she's dealing with, with my penis daily. Yeah. Oh, you're, if only, if only that were the cure. Then it doesn't guys would, work. Guys right. would be like magicians, right? Oh, it let me go both ways. slide you the magic sausage, and yeah, John will always go like, if I'm cranky and I'm like, that's it, I'm going to bed, you know, whatever. <laughs> he always goes, fuck it, asleep. Like, no. <laughs> Although I will say, sometimes after you fuck in the middle of the day, and you're laying there in the bed and stuff, it does feel like you could just fall right to sleep, doesn't it? Like, you could just. Uh, like all the poisons out. Right. Yeah, it was good. It was a really great. It just completely changed my my mood and head space. And so maybe there's something to learn from that. I don't know. 
Right. But that's the story I had for you. Liz. Well, I like it. It's a good story. It changed everything. You think she's going to try and be off the hook for this Saturday? Uh, I hope not, but I won't push if, if, cause I got it good. Oh, I got, good. I got all the stuff. Good. Bryn. Yes. If Anita <laughs> wanted to get laid today, would you be able to do that for her? Yes, absolutely. Oh, he'll figure oh. that out. He can't talk, <laughs> he can't but he can talk, absolutely I can figure get out how to jackrabbit her into submission. There are certain, there are certain <laughs> positions that I could, you know. Like you laying down flat on the bed with exactly. her on top. Like yeah, how I'm it. sitting right now, right. she could just sit right on top of me. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> He's laying back well, so honestly, hard. Honestly, I'm not sure chair. if I could even get a boner. I'm so like, it's just, it's all consuming. It I really know is. it's been really terrible this morning. I, I'm so very many sorry. people, Bryn, keep writing that it there's gout doesn't have anything to do with sugar. I know. I I've been researching. The, I've been researching for a long years. time, and I know it's about the purines and whatever. But uh, I'm not going to explain it. <laughs> but <laughs> but you feel that the one thing you changed was that you had this bag of candy. The candy and then suddenly it. you have a gout attack. So mm. maybe it's not the, specifically the sugar, but the way the sugar reacted with something else that was going on. I mean, that's the thing is every everybody's physiology is a little different. Like some kids, you give them one freaking teaspoon of sugar and they're fucking bonkers for two hours. And then they fall to pieces and into a mess on the ground, you know, when they crash. Mm -hmm. Other kids, it doesn't really affect them. It's different for everybody. You know? Right. So, seafood, red meat. Right. Whatever. Yeah. Alcohol. Yeah, alcohol's a big one. It's been a I while know. though since you've had this, huh? Yeah. Yeah, it's been a while. When was your last attack? Was it I don't remember. back when we were in the building? Yeah. I don't remember him saying it since we've been in the pandemic. No, he did because I, I ran a best of of it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh. I it, I did have but it wasn't as bad. Yeah, this um, one, I mean, you seem ruined by it. I feel so bad for you. Yeah, I'm totally handicapped. Oh. It's all right. You know. It's not all right. Away. Go get a bucket, fill it with ice. But yeah, you just stick your foot in there. Just freeze that thing off. You don't need that thing. Not if it's going to give you this kind of trouble. All right. Let me look and see what I got for uh, <laughs> for bad advices. This is uh, from an earlier subject while you look that up, Sarah. Okay. Yep. My favorite line from Glee, and I don't know Glee. I didn't watch it. But this is a reference to Turning Red, which is based on an Asian family, Chinese fam family specifically. Um. An A minus is an Asian F. That's a quote from Glee, but yeah, I like that show. <laughs> but that was yeah. I mean, that was the point. Tony Kim, my friend, who told me, you know, you're a lazy puke, and my dad would kill you if he if you were his son. His point was, I was willing to get a C. I, I was willing right. to show up on test day and wing it and see how it goes. Yeah. I think Tony Kim's point was he totally envied you. Maybe, maybe, I don't know. Like you know, Tony Kim was a guy, I may have mentioned him in the past. Well, yeah, he was a guy on, on his on his 16th birthday because he worked so hard. He was given, and this would have been 1984, the first year they reintroduced the Chevy Corvette. Back, oh, nice. Like they'd stopped making it for a while. And then the one they came back out with was this badass 1984. The, I, I'm pretty sure that was the year. Oh my god! But He's he got gets one? this. He gets this Corvette, which this thing was a mother. You know what? Like, and he ended up wrapping it around a pole or a tree or something. So 
Oh, no. Tony did. This is the thing. Did he live? He lived. Yeah, absolutely. God. This was the thing that's really sad about people who are drunks and addicts in general is I really only wanted to mostly hang with people who were like me. Right. So you needed to be someone who wanted to go to the keg parties and wanted to, you know, toke a doob at, at, you know, on break or whatever. And Tony wasn't necessarily like that, but he did party and he did do stuff. He just couldn't do it to the most degree. days. You know, it's actually his parents did him a solid, though. They he escaped his childhood without having to quit drinking and partying forever. I, as far as we know. Right. But but he did also wrap that Corvette around a, a telephone pole yeah. or something like it. Was he? I'm actually surprised to hear that in a way because you'd think he'd be so meticulous about it and he'd work so hard to get it and then yeah, he'd be kids. so careful. But he's I know. still a kid. Kids. But he's still a freaking kid. And that's the reality that that you're up against. Even the most responsible kid is still a freaking kid. Yeah, the whole time. I and know. there's a pull the whole time, whether it's a girl. And that's, I don't know what his weakness was, but certainly girls were one of mine. Also add booze and, you know, doobage. But yeah, a girl could get me to do anything. Um, this is one that's kind of been in my box for a while. And I, I do think that this is, it's sort of an, it's a weird situation. So it's very short. All right. Guy's name is Peter. He says last month, Hey, it's Peter. Last month I attended a memorial in the brochure about her life, which I always think is like the weird, you know, how they will have like a little bit about the person, um, or like their favorite prayer, like a prayer card kind of thing or, Mm -hmm. um, and memorials can be really awkward and, and strange and, you know, people find out about them and show up. So there can be like glimpses into the other parts of their life or, you know, always in movies there's some, you know, the the mistress shows up and everyone's sure. all, what's this bitch doing here? So <laughs> it says here. Uh, Who's the hot chick with? Right. The dead well, guy. Well, she used to be with the dead guy. <laughs> She's all bawling her eyes out. In the brochure about her life, I found out she had a previous marriage 40 years ago and had had one child. She married again, and it was her second husband who orchestrated the logistics of the memorial. My question is, what etiquette is there around the possibility of exes attending memorial services? Um, and do listeners have their own stories to share that are cordial or crunchy? And I was wondering kind of the same thing. Like, there's certain, like, these markers in life or things you remember. Like, I've been to plenty of memorials every mm-hmm. you know you can't be 50 years old and not have funerals memorials but even weddings and even bar mitzvahs and and the these sort of landmark things that happen in a person or milestone things that happen in a person's life like i hate to say it but i always hope something will happen like I, the best weddings i've ever been to have been disasters you know like bad things happen or someone barfs or you know or or you're just picking it apart with your mom you sitting there like I've been to weddings with my mom where she has been you know she's told me how weddings are supposed to be and how this one isn't living up to that and I right. like that you know I think that's like kind of cool sit there and hear that yeah yeah but it's uh so he's not saying that anybody from her first marriage or the kid had shown up but that's where he found out about it and look this is what I think what's your motivation if you're the first wife, what's your motivation in going to this? Did you really love him so much and you need to be at this celebration right. of his his life in order to what? What's your point? Why are you going? 
Well, then what, is there anything positive that comes out of your appearance at this guy's memorial? Or is that not your attention, intention at all? Like, That's maybe, my point. Is, is right. there drama? Are you going to stir up drama? Is that your point? Because you're the idea. Please people, come if so. No, that's no, Sarah. No. <laughs> what I'm saying, what I'm saying is, you should look at, look at yourself and decide what it is is your motivation for right. being there. Because the this family is all there. They're grieving. They're in the hardest possible. Well, point that's true. You got a point about that. after this person's passing, and they've got to go through with this in order to celebrate this guy's life with the people who were in it, besides his immediate right. family. But that person, the first wife, who's been out of his life for 40 years and no one talked about that person ever, that seems to me like you're only going to stir up shit and you're a shitty person for doing that. The kid, I can see the kid going, you know, the grown person that he had from that first union. Even the Uh, kid. Did you have any kind of relationship? Well, right. That would depend on the relationship. Because there's another scenario where I get why you might think you should be there, but I also think that you can say goodbye to a person anywhere you don't have to be at the memorial to do that right Right. look bumble knows you're exhausted by dating all the must not take yourself too seriously and six one since that matters and what do i even say other than hey (sighs) well that's why they're introducing an all-new bumble with exciting features to make compatibility easier starting the chat better and dating safer they've changed so you don't have to Download the new Bumble now. So I, that's my point is I just feel like that family's grieving and having a hard go of it. I don't know why you'd turn up. Right. I really don't. I don't see what would be the the reason for your yeah, – unless I, you're I someone guess, who guess wants to see what kind of drama you can make happen, and that right. sucks. And there are people like that, clearly. Yes, because, there are. You know, the mistress who shows up at the – dead husbands and no one knows who she is and then later she's like i too was boating him yeah i loved him and here's what he had to say about his wife yeah thanks unpleasant at best that's when you get the popcorn (laughs) very fucking interesting though that's the thing it is wrong that i'm so into that boy i hope no mistresses show up at john's funeral (laughs) i deserve so you're out living john for sure then well i mean chicks usually do i always say please let me die first please let me die first but you don't mean it no i totally mean it (laughs) oh my god what am i gonna do without him i'll be like you know who doesn't want me to you're gonna date is what you're gonna do no i'm not you know who doesn't want me to survive dad is the kids because that's, I'm going to be like, Riley, can you? Well, Riley probably will be like, yeah, no problem. I, I am only down the hall. No, he's he wants to move. <laughs> now that now that Sean's moving out, he's going to he says he's going to move out, too. What? I know he's going to roll over that easily. Well, no, he said he's like, I think I might just move out. He was like, I think it's time I'll get, get a place in Berkeley or something. He's talking about going back to school. He's talking about all kinds of stuff. What? Yeah, he's got a whole thing going on. Back to school? He's got a good, high-paying job. Yeah, but I think that he he wants to go to grad school, and he's always talking about being a professor. And and uh, but oh. it's it's the timing is just terrible because John is so sad over Sean leaving. Meanwhile, I'm like, yeah, I got my own room. Woo! Hooray! And Riley is like, yeah, I think I'll leave too. And John's like, oh. <laughs> Because not only are the kids leaving, I'm getting the fuck out of the room. Like, John, I think John feels completely abandoned. 
I know. I Poor thing. John. Yeah, I know. I feel kind of bad for him too. I mean, I'm still leaving, but I'm I do feel bad for him. <laughs> it's hard though. You know, when Riley went off to college, and listen, he just went over to Berkeley. Like we saw him yeah, all the time. Even, yeah, he didn't go off to college. Right. He stayed here. He had big talk about Iceland, but never did that. No, we and knew then that there was, was big happening. talk about Minnesota. And then as soon as Berkeley said you're accepted, he went, I'm going to Berkeley. Yay! <laughs> Well, listen, I was hardcore yay because, man, that was it was a quarter of the of the price of that place in Minnesota. Anyway, when we dropped Riley off at his dorm, you know, we actually spent the whole day with him. We went there. We moved some stuff in. We met his roommate. We went over to the Berkeley Botanical Garden, which we love. And um, and as we were and the boys had walked off together, you know, Riley and Sean kind of ran ahead of us to Mm -hmm. do whatever they were doing. And John and I were walking through the parking lot. And there's this uh, two dudes. I just assume they were a couple. I don't really know. But they had a little three-year-old blonde kid between them. A little boy looked just like Riley when he was little. And uh-huh. they're swinging him, you know, as you do with a little kid. Sure. They jump and swing. And John actually, not just, I actually saw a tear. Which, <gasps> from, the, from the stoniest from guy the, we all the know. stone, right? I, I've seen him mist. Here and there he's misted. Um, and he cried a little when his mom died, um, but but really he's so stoic, and he just—it was such a hard day for him. And I cried on the, as we dropped him off, and and I was kind of crying in the car on the way home. But John was like shaky, shaky upset about it. Like he knew it was the right thing. He knew, want, ha, wants to let him go, but he hates change. Like he, it's it's like anything. It's so change can be so difficult. It's yeah. or just transition really of any kind when you like like right now we we talk as a family all the time about how the four of us were so lucky to have these last two years. We were here. It, we really only had each other. No one was going out and seeing anybody else. And and while it's loosened up of late, like we got to have two I feel like two completely extra bonus years. Riley came home from his apartment. Sean was doing his school from from here. Like it was it was such a gift and I just think John is it's almost it's like devastating for him to lose it all and all at once like for Sean to go to New York and then Riley so I'm going to talk to Riley and say just stay for Give him six months to get over the one thing and then, Oh okay, I'll, geez, I'll you're going to guilt in him into staying? <laughs> yeah. Well, maybe. I'll just ask him if he can. He says there's no rush, you know. Maybe there is. Maybe there is. Maybe he's going to go off person boyfriend whatever <laughs> i don't know what Cut that out I, we, we suspect he might partner have, there might be a person oh and really there might be you know he's never brought anyone home and uh i've never really said much about that on this show or any show i feel like that's that is that kid's life to lead, lead and oh no of course but and, but but his relation not who or whatever the details of anything but i i feel like a lot of young people who don't experiment with relationships at all in their youth, those are valuable mistakes you make right. with those people. And it's unfortunate because those mistakes, you know, scar both people and right. you both sort of, but those scars actually prove valuable as you go forward, you do better right. in relationships. And that's what you hope that you've worked out when you meet someone as a grown up. Right. You've gotten, you've, you've, dealt with jealousy you've yes. dealt with how to kiss and how to and just the crushing the burden things. that love can be it can right. be really absolutely tough. 
So whether he's had those experiences or not, we've not been privy to them because right. he's been very private about it and shuts down any conversation that might lead that way because of course I want to talk about it. He likes to he actually likes to listen to us talk about our relationship and he likes to like I've told him things about what you learn from failed relationships and how you love so hard when you're 16 years old, you really don't know what you're doing. And so you're all in and you're not protecting yourself at all. And, you know, and, and I've even said, I'm like, should I stop? He goes, no, 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 keep going. And I'll, so I give him my worldly wisdom, but we suspect he's never brought anyone home, but we suspect that there is someone. Great. Good. I'm, I agree. That's just, all that right. you can hope for is that they're getting Which is to, why I think those experiences wait, are valuable. Your first kiss, your Absolutely. first play, your first date, all these things are, are valuable. And I definitely know that not everybody's in pursuit of that at age 12 like I was, but you hope those experiences <laughs> come at some point. Yeah, it's a... Uh... It's a mystery. I feel like I told John, because we talk about this sometimes, I said, when he's in love, he'll bring him home. You know, that's that's when we'll meet the person. That's, I think that if he's feeling his way around and he's just having his fun and we don't need to know, but if someone is significant in his life, he'll bring him home, them home, the person home. <laughs> It almost Boy, I feels am really good at this. It almost feels like there's too much importance, although maybe it's just the radio show. Maybe it's just him being like, I don't want I, I my mom's uh uh No, I'm the, I'm like that with my parents. There's literally I think You brought beefcake yeah, right but home. He was, but he's like the second guy. Like any other guy I've dated, I've kept it under wraps with my parents. And she's twenty seven? Yeah. Twenty eight. 28. Yeah. So that's different too. Like he. It's 22. Really he's, young. He's yeah. When I was really 22, young. I wasn't telling my parents anything. Right. It's not cool. And he never has. And it's not. And, you know, I've tried to not pry as much as I am personally capable of, which isn't much. <laughs> I'm prying all the time. <laughs> I am a this mom. This must be torture for you. <laughs> it's a little torturous. I'd like to, you know. Well, it, how do you guys suspect? Is it because he's texting a lot? Is he on his phone a lot? Because no, always claims that she knows, but I'm like, you don't know. You don't. Well, know. we we are allowed to follow him on Find My Friends. Oh, my so, parents aren't allowed to do that. <laughs> yeah, my younger son is like, uh, absolutely not. My eldest son, he doesn't care, and and it actually helps us time dinner because he's coming home from Walnut Creek, and John oh. goes, oh, he's on the Richmond Bridge. <laughs> I got 15 minutes, so you know. So I guess that uh, a few times Riley has got. I don't. I really don't know how much of this I should. Anyway, he'll be out. And he says he's doing one thing. But he's then, at a different location. And John looks and he's five towns down or. Oh. Right, you know. But if, you don't want to ask him. You don't want to be like, I was following you on Find My Friends. <laughs> well, I'm 22 years old. Stay the fuck out of my life. I don't want right. it to get shut down. But he tells me and then we ruminate about it. And anyway, I've said too much. No, it's fine. We're, look, mm. we want, I know what I want. I want him to be happy. Me too. That's all I care about. I don't care. I mean, I, he, for all we know, the guy's asexual and isn't into people in that way at all. But I, my right. hope is that he does find joy from partnership, whoever that may be. And that right. doesn't, to me, that doesn't always mean kids and a, you know all the trappings, but a partner. Yeah. 
someone that you someone care about, to share someone that cares with. about you, right. right? That you've got each other's back, and right. there's something to that for sure. I believe in it. Yeah. All right. On that note, I think we're done. We uh, are. Yeah. I don't think Bryn's going to be answering any e- any emails today, and I don't think he should. He should go put his foot in a nice cold bucket. Right. That's what I think. Thanks for being a trooper today, Bryn. My mom, for Bryn, for the record, uh-huh. I just got a text from my mom at, let's see here, 9.15. Good morning. Leave Bryn alone. <laughs> That's what she wrote me. Uh, you know what? A few of my friends have also said leave Bryn alone. <laughs> it's hard for us. It, you it know, we're all fine. sitting together and, and uh, poking <laughs> each other is half the show. So it's <laughs> really difficult to stop I with I feel that. like I we got off on the it. wrong foot from go today, though. Like we really it sort of just hung over the show all day. Well, oh, it's boy. my fault because I brought it up right out of the gate. I'm like, oh, God, Moni's on. Hey, like, yeah, yeah. Hey, less for me today, okay? Just, just, I'm going through some I'm shit like, right Brent's got gout. No. <laughs> if you could, just be easy on me because I want to call in sick, but, uh, but I can't because I'm home <laughs> already. <laughs> Motherfucker, man. <laughs> Get it all out. All right. Well, feel better, Brynn. Just know that my mom's got your back. She says leave Brynn alone. So. <laughs> Thanks, Sandy. <laughs> oh, the end. <laughs>